Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Hello. Well, uh, today we're talking about Mardi Gras at Universal. So I have a question for you, Jared. I was going to say you didn't start with a question, but you did start off with a question. Here it is. Okay. Here's my question. Okay. So would you ever go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? Uh, I don't, to be honest, I don't really have a desire to do so. Uh, I. Okay, explain why. Well, okay, we've been to New Orleans. Yes, for we have. Like a day, like half a day. <laughs> so the story goes, we were going on a cruise. Mm -hmm. This was, I don't even, this was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And we were porting out of New Orleans. And yes. basically, we had an afternoon to kind of kill. So we just like, well, let's go to New Orleans. And uh, I wasn't too impressed. I mean, it was okay. Like it was historical. We had the beignets from the fancy place. You were. So, What's it so he means we went to French Quarter and we did go to French Quarter. Yes, yeah. that's because we were in New Orleans and we wanted to go to French Quarter because we had some time to kill. We wanted the beignets from Cafe Du Monde. That's what it was, Cafe Du Monde, which they were good. They were good. It was so busy and it was very hard to find a table, which I know is normal. But like it like that experience right there, I was like, OK, I think I'm good. Well, I think it wasn't that More as that. much as when we first got there. Uh, there was a lady that was standing in the middle of traffic. I remember this. And I was like, well, that's odd that she's holding up traffic. And a car honked at her because, you know, she's standing in the middle of traffic. And she proceeded to take her shoe off and beat the car with it. And I was like, well, that's an interesting move. Okay. Right. Um, so I know, <laughs> listen, if you're from New Orleans, you might, I, I get it. That was the first impression. I'm just not like, when it, when I look at Mardi Gras, I and we'll talk about today obviously being universal. Mm -hmm. I can't say I have a lot of desire to be like I would love to go be immersed into a nonstop party for however long it goes on. I just not my thing. So But Mardi Gras Universal is different. It is different. But do you want to go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? So I think I think that is just not my personality personally. Like I'm not I'm not like a big drinker. I'm not right. a partier. I'm just not, that is just not me. I feel like that's like so, in your 20s. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, oh, you see all ages. Well, I, this is saying. true. This is true. I'm, I'm saying, saying maybe for me, maybe in my yeah. 20s, I might have wanted to, but probably not even. Yeah. Then, so. But that party atmosphere is just, is this, like I said, it's just not my thing. So I personally don't think I would ever want to go. Um, but like I was saying before, I love the Mardi Gras festival at Universal. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. I, I do as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm definitely, a, we love Universal with Mardi Gras Festival. It's just, it, that's our, that's our thing. That's our, that's our, our style, if you will. You know what I think of Mardi Gras? You know what I think of? What's that? I have tried to treat you all as adults, but obviously I am the only adult here. That's perfect. I also yes. want to use that sound because um, we have an upgraded piece of equipment here in the studio <laughs> that now we're able to use sound effects and make things. The show hopefully will sound better. If it sounds strange today, I'm still waiting on another piece of equipment to show up. Uh, but we're recording the first episode on this new piece of equipment, so I might be still working the kinks out. So if it sounds strange, I do apologize. It will it will be fixed. What's it called again? A mixer? Yes. Okay. It's a mixing soundboard thing. Gotcha. So Jamie's asked me that question four times today. I don't remember. She just likes it because it has bright colors. It is. It's very pretty. Yes. <laughs> I'll um, take it. I, yes, it is a mixing slash soundboard. Anyways, yeah. we've actually, since we started the show what, five years ago mm-hmm. or something, yeah, somewhere around there, uh, we've basically had the same setup outside of upgrading mics. Mm-hmm. So this is the really first, like, this is a... I don't know. I don't it's know if you call it a, big le- step. a legit podcast studio, but this is a bigger step up here. So yeah. uh, if it sounds strange, I do apologize. We'll get it fixed. But hopefully it sounds great. I'm I hope ho- so. I'm hoping so. <laughs> so. But yeah, so that's the uh, that's a little update. And, and thank you to the Club 32 members because uh, because of them we're able to do this. And speaking of Club 32, if you would like some more information about Club 32, you should look into joining ctmvip.com. Yes. Uh, so what you may be asking, what is Club 32? So that's our private group where we have a lot of extra content in there. Uh, we get to interact with listeners a lot more. Uh, we do a lot more live streams and, you know, get to talk back and forth. Plus, it helps us continue to, you know, grow and fund the operation like upgrading equipment, the studio and things like that. So if you'd like to join there, you can go to ctmvip.com and you can do monthly or yearly option. And again, you get like uh, 20% off of C-Team Apparel. You get a uh, monthly shows that are exclusive to club 32 you get a private podcast feed you get a private facebook group uh, a lot more stuff that is also coming along the way very very soon as well so again if you want to check that out ctmvip.com and we would love to have you if you would like to join absolutely all right well let's let's talk about mardi gras at universal so jared jared what, what are we talking about what is this exactly what is it well uh, Mardi Gras is an international flavors of Carnival. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say that. Carnival. Carnival. Uh, goes beyond the bay, Bayou. Bayou. Mm-hmm. Bayou. I never bayou. can say that word. Uh, with a party that celebrates Carnival traditions around the world. And this is the 27th year of doing Mardi Gras at Universal. Yeah. And it didn't used to be this big, obviously. They started smaller. Um, but yeah, 27 years. That's a long time. I don't think I realized, and we'll get into, we we got to be on the parade float this year. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize they've been doing that parade as long as that when we got the whole spiel about safety and everything, how long they've been doing that parade. So mm-hmm. uh, that was interesting. But it runs February 4th through April 16th, mostly at Universal Studios. They have a few booths up in CityWalk and a few in Islands of Adventure, but 95% of them are on the studio side of the park. And there's actually... A few things within City Walk that are already existing that turn into a Mardi Gras kind of celebration, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So, and, you know, people ask kind of what this is. This is Universal. I would say it's their biggest festival that they have that I would say is comparable to festivals over at Epcot is the best yeah, kind of way. I, I would agree with I that. I would say it's the biggest one as, as to this point. So Halloween Horror Nights is big, but it's Well, but it's not a food festival. Right. I'm, I'm thinking right. in terms of like, you, if you think of Epcot festivals, uh, flower and garden, especially mm-hmm. food and wine, mm-hmm. uh, food booths, drinks, entertainment, things like that. This is the most comparable thing you're going to find. Yeah. And I would say it's the, it's the biggest one Universal does, uh, and it's grown quite a bit the last few years. But uh, So in this, you can find lots of food. <laughs> so how many, what is it, like 25 food locations? I, I think I counted. There's definitely more than 25 different food spots or locations to enjoy those dishes inspired by... Canada, Colombia, Germany, Italy, many more, including the French Quarter in New Orleans. So. Yeah. Uh, and then, they, as you know, if you've heard of Mardi Gras, they have parades where you throw beads and things like that. So they have authentic floats inspired by New Orleans, uh, and they have a Mardi Gras parade each night. And The only night they don't have it is March 31st because it's Grad Bash. FYI. Okay. Outside of Grad Bash. <laughs> They have a Mardi Gras parade <laughs> each night. And we will talk later in the show. Uh, we got to be part of the second 
uh, parade. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what that was like being on there. Mm-hmm. And like we said, they also have music. So they have concerts on select nights. So they don't have it every single night, Mm-mm. but they have, uh, look, we were there. They had Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on this year, they have, who else do they have? They have Jake. They've got Marin Morris, Sean Paul, and a couple more we'll talk about. Do you say just Jake? Jake is his name. It's just, he just goes by Jake. It's Jake. Uh huh. Yep. He's from TikTok. He's very good. Okay. All right. All right. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, and then they have, a few, if you're familiar with Universal, they have the tribute store, which mm-hmm. this changes each quarter, has a different theme. And this one, they have a tribute store that's inspired or themed after Mardi Gras. All right. So that's the basics. So we're going to actually really get into what we got to try food wise at the festival over a period of a couple days. Uh, we were able to visit 11 spots and we just got one dish from each just to kind of try out a a variety of things. And the first one we did was uh, Belgium. We went to Belgium first. And uh, what did we have at Belgium, Jared? Yeah, we got the Liege waffle, the s'mores version of this. So this was a waffle with chocolate chip, uh, marshmallow, chocolate sauce, and it had like graham cracker crumbs on top of it. And my my thing was I wanted to compare it to the Liege waffle at Connections Cafe at Upcott because I really like that waffle and I wanted to kind of compare what it tasted like. I mean, it was it was similar, but like, what did you think of it? Oh, this was ten times better than the one in Connections. The one in Connections was pre made and like packaged mm-hmm. and cold, and I didn't. I honestly did not think the one in Connections was anything special. I just so, thought it was a basic waffle. So that, yeah, so that one's the festival one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Connections one they make fresh. Well, I've never had that one. Which you've never had. I, I only have. had the one at the 50th. Okay, gotcha. Um, it tastes a little bit, it tastes better. But um, this one, the the S'mores Liege Waffle was very delicious. We actually, we actually like and really enjoyed I, it. This was maybe my favorite thing at the whole festival. It was, was really it good. really? It was really good. It I was thought, the first thing too. It was, it was very fresh. Mm-hmm. Thought it was, thought it was good. And you have good portion sizes, which we'll talk about, you know, how the food portion sizes and all that value, how that lines up. But I thought it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. They also had a, um, another type of waffle with the uh, berries and cream and Brussels frites and some drinks as well. But we just got the s'mores waffle. Um, moving on, we tried Germany, which was right next to it. And Germany and Belgium and then also Denmark, which we did not do, um, were all located in this little, almost a little triangle right on the like right past the bridge between london and springfield i guess is how you yes describe that yeah so though we were back there um just the three of those kind of near like we're <laughs> it's kind of close to where men in black area could, kind of it's like kind of in front of it yeah yeah but uh so next we tried germany in germany we went with the what what did we get yeah we had the chicken schnitzel with a kaspatzel I mm-hmm. think is how you say that. Uh, this is a fried chicken thigh cutlet served with a baked spatzel and beer cheese sauce. And then I also got a a beer over here because it's Germany. And I got the, uh, oh, I don't even know how you say it, but it's Tuscher a... Hell, hell? Tuscher Hell's Hefe, Hefeweizen? Yeah, it's a, it was a Hefeweizen. Yeah. Tuscher <laughs> whatever. Oh, it was very authentic. It was, they just give you the can of 16 ounces, uh, but it's authentic from Germany. And uh, mm-hmm. so we, we got that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the so what did you think of the schnitzel with this kaspatz? I liked it a lot. Now I don't know how authentic it tastes. I've never had a schnitzel from Germany other than at a food booth, but mm-hmm. it was a good portion size. I thought it was really flavorful. I thought it was really good. It had a lot of crunch to it. Mm-hmm. The sauce with it was great. So I I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. And this was nine ninety nine, so ten dollars for this. One piece of chicken with the spatzel with it. Um, I feel like was decent. It's a decent price, I I'll, think. I'll put it this way. It, the portion size, for the most part, they're more than you get at Epcot for a little bit more money. So a lot of stuff at Epcot will run you is $7, $8 for stuff. And I feel like the portion sizes are way less. So, I mean, you got a whole good size piece. I would probably say, what, four or five inches yeah. long piece of chicken. It was a good size. Yeah. I mean, it was not the, you know, was you couldn't probably make a meal on it. But it was a. I felt like for a festival food, it was a pretty good portion size. It was crispy on the outside. It had like a, a nice sauce on the outside, and the spatzel, which I don't think I'd ever had that before. It's very um, 
it wasn't noodles, but it was more like kind of like a dumpling. It was like dumplings, kind of yeah. with the cheese on it. I it, this was delicious. I love this. I think I gave it like an eight and a half. If, if I'm ranking it, I was around there. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. It was delicious. So yeah, I would definitely get this again. Um, okay, the next one we tried was Brazil. I tried Brazil, and what do we have here? Uh, we end up getting the picanha skewers, which is a beef sirloin cap with chimichurri, smoked salt, and payo de gallo. Payo de gallo. Okay. It's basically Brazilian cheese bread, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jamie's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's what we got here. And we didn't get a drink or anything here. Nope. Uh, this was $11. And the portion of beef was fairly small. Lots of chimichurri. They give you a lot of chimichurri. And the payo de gallo um, was a... Decent size, kind of like what they give you at like Epcot, for example. Um, I enjoyed this, but because of its size, I didn't think it was worth the eleven dollars. Um, what did you think? I didn't think it was anything worth the eleven dollars. Uh, flavor wise, it was okay. It was a little. It was for I'll put it this way: for theme park steak, not bad. Okay, but again, you got two small pieces of steak. You got one piece of cheese bread, and they gave you a whole bunch of chimichurri because they wanted to make it look like there was more in the plate mm-hmm. so i think i feel like for 11 dollars, and mind you the picture that they showed you it showed like a ton of meat so <laughs> right i feel like that was a little uh misleading there misleading. yep but you should have got at least three pieces of cheese bread and for 11 dollars, you want to give them more steak okay but at least three pieces of cheese bread so i feel like while it was pretty decent taste wise for what you're paying completely not worth it at this booth agreed i agree and they also had another type of skewers, and they had a Brigadero's Trio and some other things. So, uh, but we just went with the Picanha skewers. Um, so, moving on to the next booth, we tried one of the French Quarter booths, which there were there were many of these. <laughs> there were quite. That was kind of confusing. There's like, yeah, there's basically four of them total i think they're all like sprinkled around so they have some in the studio side they had one on city walk and they had one in universal uh islands of adventure so i think they were trying to spread around you know to try the different places and just trying to go with the new orleans based food basically i think they had the two in the universal side right next to each other but those two serve something different yeah each other it was really weird anyway um so what did we get here we got the beignets. And what else did you get? Well, so I well, so we got a couple of things here. So the, the actual booth we went to, uh, we just got the beignets, and they had a bar that was next door. Like, well, kind of next door, like across the thing, basically. It's the French Quarter bar. Yeah. Uh, you go over there, and they had different drinks. So uh, we got Jamie a Goomba Smash. Goomba Smash. Which had dark rum, coconut rum. Uh, let's see. Grand cream of Marnier. coconut. Mixed, basically, had juices. Orange juice, pineapple juice, lime juice, and then with rum, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jamie got. And then I ended up trying the Oh Baby, which is a custom brew. says, bursting with vanilla and cinnamon flavors on a base of sweet yet roasty malt. Mm-hmm. That's what we got here. Yep. Uh, beignets were fine. They weren't amazing. I've had better. But uh, they weren't terrible. I um, liked them more than you did. I thought they were pretty good. I thought they were pretty tasty, uh, crispy. They had a lot of powdered sugar on them. So I don't, it's been so long since we had the ones that are the authentic ones in New Orleans, but these were big and you got what, four of them? Yeah. And these were what, six something? I think they were six ninety nine. Yeah. I feel like it was a decent value. I thought they were pretty good. Okay. I'll talk. Okay. I think I'm thinking of the Mickey beignets because I had those at French Quarter at Port uh, Port of Orleans. Mm hmm. Um, So those are like very, like thicker and stuff. So maybe that's, maybe I'm like, my brain is confused. Um, but they were, I mean, they were fine. They were good. I had to get them because that's tradition. True. Right? True. Um, okay, my drink, the Goombe Smash, was really good. Not very strong. I don't think I could so, taste any of the alcohol in it. Which is, again, the perfect that's probably drink why you for liked me. It. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And with this, I got the souvenir Mardi Gras glass. And the souvenir glass is, I think we, it was a 20-ounce one, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, we paid 16.50 for the souvenir glass and the drink together. And um it had it you push the little light on the bottom and it lights up. Well, that's not the reason we got it. I wanted it. 
So the main reason we get this is it's this thing where I think the twenty you get a, the regular drink and it may have been like twelve dollars. No, it would have been like fourteen something. But you get the mm-hmm. you get the twenty ounce uh, souvenir mug that you can get refillable. So the first drink, like Jamie said, was like sixteen fifty something. But when you go get a refill of a mixed drink, it ends up being like twelve something. And then if you get like a beer, it ends up being ten fifty typically. Mm-hmm. So you're getting twenty ounces for cheaper than what you're getting for like sixteen ounces. So it, if yeah. you're going to get a few drinks and you just want a souvenir, it's a pretty good sized cup. Uh, yeah. It actually is a pretty decent deal to get that. You could also get a 12 ounce size too, which we did not get. But who's gonna who's gonna get 12 to get 20 though? I think that I think the 20 was like a dollar 50 more. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some people <laughs> did, but I I saw most people walking around with the 20 ounce. Yeah. No. No. It's, it's definitely a better value to get the 20 for sure. Um. So we this is where we got that that drink and. Uh, Got the beignets and everything. Uh, moving on. Well, to I did the O Baby drink that I oh, had. Oh, yeah, your O Baby. What yeah. did you like? How'd you like about it? Basically, it tasted to me just like a Sam Adams uh, Oktoberfest. So it was a dark, it was dark, uh, a little hoppiness, but not too much and, and a good flavor. So I thought it was pretty good. But to be quite honest, if you would have given me that or the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, I swear it would have been the same beer. Oh. So good, but I don't know how. Maybe it was just an accident. I, maybe it was the same beer. I don't really know, but it's pretty good. But yeah. it's not. I think the one I like the one in Germany quite a bit better, which I I forgot to even talk about. But the one in Germany, but it was a light kind of crisp beer, mm-hmm. which I would kind of prefer versus like a darker beer. But okay. that's just my personal taste. I'm not really big on the hoppiness. Okay, the French Quarter number two booth that uh, was next to the one with the beignets, it had the twisted taters. Now we had those last year, so we knew what they tasted like. Um, they're they're fine. They're decent. I mean, Twisted Taters remind me of Silver City. Yeah, same. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever... I mean, they they always, to me, look better than they taste. Mm-hmm. They kind of tend to get... They get sog- soggy. They get really soggy because they're deep fried. Mm-hmm. So if you don't eat them really... Because they come out really hot, so it's hard to eat them right away. And then once you wait a little bit, they kind of tend to get soggy. But, yeah. but we didn't have them this year, so... Yeah. Uh, okay, the next place we moved to was Puerto Rico, which Puerto Rico is right in front... It's in the New York section right in front of the old tribute store, which we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, what, did we ta- what did we have at Puerto Rico? I had the Mofengo Trio, and this is a mix of smashed plantains, and one had bacon, and then one had something with shrimp. Chico, chicorones? Something, yes, something with shrimp. And then uh, one was a crispy chicken thigh and mayo ketchup. That's what the crispy chicken thighs were deep fried. That mm-hmm. one just had like a, basically, yeah, like a mayo ketchup sort of sauce mm-hmm. on top of it. And this was, I believe this was $10, $9.99, Yes, think. I believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about, it, after we talk about the food, we'll talk about uh, some of the discounts and pricing, mm-hmm. the way this breaks down. Because you actually, mm-hmm. if you've got an AP and stuff like that, it can be a little bit different for sure. Sure, yeah. So what do you think of this? Because I, I had opinions right off the bat when I was trying this. I did not care for this, really. Okay. Um, I, the portion sizes were meh for mm-hmm. what you got it wasn't terrible wasn't great uh the one i liked the best was the one with the chicken thigh same the one with the shrimp was second best the same. one that by itself wasn't very good i don't know plantains at least these i've had plantains that i really like these were kind of dry uh i didn't i couldn't really taste the bacon in the one that's supposed to have bacon the in one it the bacon was weird it, it had it weird the only thing you could tell about it was kind of salty mm-hmm. but it i don't know i didn't care for really if you were to ask me if I wanted more of any of these, I might have said I would take the chicken thighs, but didn't really care about the plantain portion of it. So that's kind of way I would have broke that one down. Fair enough. Yeah, we didn't really uh, rate this one too high on our, our list of uh, foods that we enjoyed, uh, but it was it was fine. It was fine. Um, okay, next one we did was Italy, which Italy was actually in an existing. It was like the pizza window in the Italy the Italy section. Yeah. Um, so, but what do we have here? Well, we were going to get, they had a gelato stuffed pressed brioche, which is like a brioche bread that had carved out the middle. They put ice cream in it. Mm-hmm. But the way that flavors broke down, you had to get, it was Oreo and mint. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't get separate. They'd be together, which I don't like mint. So I was like, well, okay. Oreo and mint just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Then they had Nutella and vanilla. Jamie can't have Nutella. Right. And then it was just strawberry. And he didn't want strawberry. <laughs> and I was just like, that already sounded, I didn't know if I would like it. So we ended up going with the tour of Italy, uh, Arancini Ar- flight. Arancini. Yeah. So this is tomato. So this was little, um, 
balls that are deep fried basically yeah look like look okay look like hush puppies what they like bigger hush puppies what they kind of looked like they were softer though right but inside of them they had like one was tomato basil with marinara one was mushroom with garlic cream sauce and then one was seafood served with basil pesto Mm -hmm. this was this is 8.99 yeah um they were tiny they were small there was Mm -hmm. one little i mean essentially hush puppy in each little thing it has like a (laughs) three-quarter dish I, I could yeah. have eaten one in one bite each. Um, now, taste-wise, I kind of liked this. Taste-wise, it was good. I liked the mushroom with garlic. I think I think you did as well. Yes. Um, I, the, I like that one the best. I can't have pesto, so I couldn't try yeah. that one. And that one, actually, I liked the second best was the one with pesto, which I was kind of surprised because I normally don't like stuff with pesto. But mm-hmm. And then the other one was marinara. But these were all good. But again, portion sizes were really small for what you're paying here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was worth getting. Now, if you got... I would say if you got two of each, I'd have been like, this would have been one of my favorite dishes. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I will say, well, we'll talk about the end. I was going to say this food booth moved really slow, but a lot of them moved kind of slow. So Whoops. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the next one we're going to try is um, Japan. What did we have in Japan, mister? Uh, we had the Nikuman bun sampler. Yes. Now, this was, let's see, it's a trio of soft, fluffy steamed buns. That's what she said. Filled with char siu pork, teriyaki chicken, and a sweet coconut matcha custard. Yes. I like steamed buns. That's what she said. Okay, we Perfect. don't want to play this out too much. Perfect. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I really, um, this was my choice to get because uh, I really I really do like the, the buns from Japan. Um, so they ranked, for me, they ranked from the matcha... The, the coconut matcha, then the uh, teriyaki chicken, and then the pork. Um, Jared did not care for the matcha one. I really didn't care for any of these too yeah, much. Okay. Um, I, I told Jamie, so <laughs> a sandwich is like a meat delivery system. So there's different <laughs> ways you can deliver meat. You can just have it on its own, or you can deliver it with like, you know, bread or a burrito or however. So this delivery system for meat of these like, you know, these... <laughs> these steamed buns if you will um first off they weren't very soft and i didn't like the coconut one at all i'm not i do not like coconut so i didn't like that one right the one with teriyaki was weirdly sweet and i don't it was so good i, I didn't care for it. I, the teriyaki part was okay but i feel like the, it was like i don't know it felt almost artificially sweet oh okay and then the pork one i liked the best but again if you were going to ask me which way would i rather have this pork it would not be in this sort of meat delivery system if you will so i didn't care for this one too much but i know jamie liked it much better than i did i did i I did like it like i said i i just ranked them but um i just want to interject here since we're going to talk we have a few more booths to talk about these booths these food places as a general rule were very slow I thought we were going to wait to talk about this at the end. Oh, no, we're talking about this now. I agree. Now, this has been an ongoing yes. thing with Universal for a few years now. Yes. Um, Japan specifically, um, I, we waited a little bit. And it, we waited, it was like one, two, three, four, five, six. It was like seven or eight of us waiting for the same dish. And for whatever reason, either they're just severely understaffed or being the first day, they just hadn't gotten to the groove now to this, do it yet. This was the second day that we had this booth. Or the second day. Yeah. You know, whatever the and reason it was. Wasn't, so on Saturday was the first day of Mardi Gras. It was quite a bit busier. Mm-hmm. And it was the first day of the festival. So it's like, okay, maybe it's like, but second day, it wasn't really that busy on Sunday, I would say. Like moderate. It, it wasn't. Was not as busy. You're it right. It was moderate. You're right. But, mm-hmm. but this is the trend. They kind of seem to have, they can't keep up with the volume of it. Um, and this, this is the same thing as last year and it was the year before as well. So, the thing I've noticed with Universal is the food tends to be a little fresher sometimes compared to, say, Epcot's festivals. Mm-hmm. But Epcot has it down where you're not waiting very long. It's very rare at Epcot if you're waiting longer than a minute or so for a food. They're pretty good about getting that out mm-hmm. there. There's been a very few instances where they've been have waiting on something or whatever. But it's pretty common the, the two days here where you, order, you wait in line to order your food and then there's mm-hmm. a completely another line waiting for your food probably the worst one was puerto rico or not puerto rico brazil brazil a long line to and then probably each line was probably going to take you 10 minutes 
mm-hmm. of waiting. So yeah, it's just it's not it's not the ideal situation because waiting long, uh, waiting a long line to order and then waiting a long line to pick it up is just it just puts like a kind of a ugh, taste in your mouth. But it I guess it could be worse, and maybe this is just begin the first weekend. You know, maybe it'll get better as the festival goes on, but it I could. Don't know. And I think, you know, I think Universal is still working out the kinks of this type of like a festival food thing. I mean, you know, Epcot's been doing it for a long time for a lot of festivals. They kind of have it down pat, whereas Universal is kind of going through those growing pains of figuring this because, you know, it's similar, but it is different how Universal does it. So I think they're just sort of figuring that out but they, they have i mean I, you could see the people like management was around they would see the problem they were trying mm-hmm. to fix it so they're definitely mm-hmm. involved it wasn't like they weren't trying to make things quicker so um yeah but again saturday was a very busy day yeah and just fyi if you were interested in the oob ice cream with the bubble waffle cone which is kind of popular for this festival this is at japan by the way um okay moving on to the next one we went to spain and what did we have in Spain? Although this is not what we originally were going to get. So I wanted to get the Leche Frida, which is a crispy fried condensed milk, vanilla, and cinnamon. Mm. Uh, it sounds good. Now, I will say there were no pictures of this on the menu. So okay. so you have to kind of envision it with your mind a little bit. Um, I went to order it, and they said they didn't have it because, and this goes into how Universal sort of does their food booths, is... They said they didn't have the food truck part to make it, so they just had the booth serving the food. So I don't know exactly. I, I don't know what whole mm-hmm. setup. So they weren't having the leche frita. So okay. then you had to you could choose from the Spanish bocadillo or the palia <laughs> mixto. I think is how you say that. Oh I'm gonna give myself a round of applause. <laughs> I feel like I tried really hard. <laughs> Spanish. Bocadillo. Whatever. That's what we got. Yeah. Was the Spanish bocadillo. Uh, this was ham and drunken goat cheese. Drunken. That goat must have mm. really gotten around. Mm. Uh, drunken goat cheese with parsley sauce on a gently pressed baguette. Uh, this was like eight dollars, I believe, mm-hmm. for this. Um, which it was a decent size. I don't think it. You know. It. Yeah. I think it was decent. I mean, for eight dollars, I think it could have been a little more, but. I actually thought it was good. It had a lot of flavor. So you liked it. I did. I thought the the bread had a nice little crunch to it. It wasn't tough, but it had a little crunch to it. I did like the bread. The mm-hmm. goat cheese was, was pretty good. The only problem with this was there was way more goat cheese than there was of meat on this. I think that that's on purpose. It might be. And the, and the I will say, this was like a Serrano ham, I think mm-hmm. it's what it technically was called. It was really flavorful. And the sauce with it, it was all really good. I really liked it. It's just the thing that I typically say is... It could use more meat. It could use which more meat. It could have used a lot more meat. Uh, but all in all, I thought it was good. I just didn't. I thought the portion size. It's not terrible for eight dollars. I feel like it could have been a little bit bigger. But it's like half a sub, like half a like a like a four inch. I, yeah, I'd say sub. four and a half, something <laughs> like that. If you're going by like those, yeah, measurements. But flavor wise, it was actually pretty. Especially for one I didn't anticipate getting here. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Okay, I was I was iffy about it, but that's okay moving on uh we went to canada canada we did and we were kind of we were kind of like tussling with two options here and we went with what do we go with well we ended up going with the canadian snowshoe maple version so they have a they basically had two dishes here uh they had the poutine with short rib gravy which was tempted to get mm-hmm. then they had a canadian snowshoe that you could get maple or you could get it with nutella and then they, well, I say three things. And then they had a candied maple bacon. Mm-hmm. But that one had peanuts, peanuts and Jamie can do peanuts. And Bobby. we could do the Nutella version. So it came down to Canadian <laughs> snowshoe with maple or the poutine with short rib gravy. So we went with the Canadian snowshoe maple. So this is a fried sweetened dough with cinnamon, sugar, and maple syrup. So it just looks like they laid out the dough and just flattened it out in just like a, like a rectangle. Well, no, it's a snowshoe. Oh, you ever seen a or, snowshoe? I mean, yeah, yes. So that's, that's, what, that's yeah, it's like a flat piece. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it just looked, you know, okay. Get it. Got it. Snowshoe. Yes. Thank you that's very much. I did that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was laid out just like that. And then um, a little bit of syrup, not a lot. Very sweet. But what do we say? It's like, it's like a crispier version of a funnel a l- cake. A little crispier than a funnel cake. Uh, I liked this. Parts of it were really crispy and almost overly fried, and other parts mm-hmm. were a little 
doughier. It wasn't um, even, right? Yeah. No, it it was okay. It wasn't bad. It like really soaked up the maple syrup that it did have, kind of like a pancake does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was okay. It was good. I would would have much rather had a funnel cake. Um, so yeah, I would say decent. It was decent size. I will give it that. It, it had, you know, pretty big plate. Mm-hmm. I think this was six ninety nine. I believe it was six ninety nine. Yes. So I know it's in the six range. Okay. Um, and then so we also went to Colombia, and the places that okay. So this is right in front of the animal actors on stage, like that area that goes underneath, like right, like right in front of it, right near the kid zone. Yeah, yeah. So like there's seating behind that, but like the stand where you order is out in the open, like right next to Brazil, but you have to go around underneath where you literally cannot see it from the walkway, um, to get to pick it up. So it was kind of confusing where it was. Um, but, but the plus side is there's lots of seating back there. Yeah. What was the negative about it, though? What did we get? <laughs> well, I think the negative would be the, uh, well, the food. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. I just want to use the board. Sorry. That's it. Um, so they had two things you could get here other than drinks. Like a Colombian empanadas and then arepas de queso. Arepas. Arepas de queso. <laughs> That's how you say that. Uh, so we went with the empanadas. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it out there. I was good. I had no more. And Jamie was like, we need to do the empanadas. And I was like, okay. Just saying. Well. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so this is crispy corn mesa beef and chicken empanadas served with ajay picante. Aji, aji, or aji. So I think the thing, I will say the flavor of these wasn't horrible. Mm. pretty decent mm. the problem was these were like think of a taco an empanada is like the size of a taco typically maybe even it's, a little bit bigger than a similar. taco okay this was like a, a mini taco and when i say mini Very taco tiny. i mean i'm not even kidding i think these like three inches this is what they it, were very small. There's only it, two. You got one beef and one chicken. Right. And you could do, or you could do two chicken and two beef or one of each. Um, this is what it tastes like to me. And I even said this to Jared at the time. It tastes like those microwavable or those frozen taquitos you can get at like the grocery store. But taquitos are way better. So, but yeah, but like it had the same flavor of like the chicken and the, and the beef um with the with the corn mm-hmm. you know the way it was cooked um these were these were not the, the size was just too small like it wasn't worth it i think they were like eight dollars yeah it was not worth it at all and i don't like corn tortillas so i'm oh, much yeah, more of a flour right, tortilla person so i didn't care for the the uh tortilla that they used for this either yeah so that was that one was kind of a hit and a miss but um or swinging a miss. That's what I meant. Um, but yeah, so that's all the food that we tried at the festival, which we covered about uh, about a third, maybe a little bit more than that, of the uh, the places you could actually go to. Uh, you can also do the Bloody Mary Bar, Central City Booth, Denmark, France, all the French Quarter ones, uh, India, Indonesia, a place called Mardi Gras Hits, Mexico, which we almost did Mexico, but... The lady said, don't do it. We have been waiting forever. We were like, okay. And we left. <laughs> Basically. No, longer than even normal, I think. Right. Uh, two New Orleans ones. The New Orleans desserts. Taste of the Mediterranean. Trinidad and Tobago. And then two places in City Walk, which I'll mention, is the Cursed Coconut Club, which I have visited the Coconut Club when it was the Green and Red Coconut Club at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they just take it and they just retheme it. So it's like a cursed coconut club, kind of like a cemetery of New Orleans kind right, of thing. Yeah. And then Pat O'Brien's has a Mardi Gras after party thing, which I don't know much about it, just that it starts at four and goes to one drinks and stuff. I yes. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, so that's all Mardi Gras themed in uh, in uh, City Walk. So. Um, all right. Let's talk about the parade. Okay. I'm excited about the parade. So, um, what was the theme this year? Because every year they have a different theme. What was the theme this year? So this one was mythical. So it was unicorns, dragons, fairies, and other creatures. Other mythical creatures. Yes. Um, but they always have the same couple of floats, which were what? So you had what the, were they? The riverboat, king and queen. Mm-hmm. So they picked somebody to be king and queen of, the, I guess, the whole parade. Uh, then you have French Quarter, Jester, and the gator float. Gator. 
That's right. And this, the parade is put on every night. Just the times will fluctuate depending on if there's a concert or the time of year. So like if it's a weekday and there's no concert, it usually starts at 615. But then once the time changes, it starts later. Um, so it just depends. So we watched the parade the first night, which was great. It kind of paused halfway in the middle for about 10 minutes. Yeah, we never knew. We were over by the Bourne stunt stack. Yeah, yeah, Beverly Hills. <coughs> excuse me, Beverly Hills. So we couldn't see why it had stopped. Right. It was a concert night. So there were some people saying that the concert caused it perhaps. Or but it hadn't started yet. We don't know. But yeah, they paused there. Uh, so the con- or the parade went on a little bit longer than mm-hmm. anticipated. But I feel like it was shorter this year than it was last year. So last year is the first one that I think I saw. And I remember it being much longer. So this one was, I feel like it was about the right amount of time for a parade outside of being stopped for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And in case you're unfamiliar with a Mardi Gras parade or the universal Mardi Gras parade, there are a couple of floats and all the floats are themed or the ones they already have. And they throw beads at you. They, the people on the floats throw beads at you and you try to catch them as quick as you can, the best you can. I am terrible at it. Jared had to like reach over and grab a couple from my face. That they were going to hit me in the face. I'm pretty sure I saved your life at least four times. (laughs) While whilst I was also filming uh, because we were doing vlogs. Right. So I was vlogging for the same time. So I was catching beads and vlogging and saving Jamie's life at the same time. (laughs) I'm just saying I believe I should get some sort of special bead that I saved your life a few times. But Thank you. Yeah. But they have street performers as well in between the floats and there's music and they pump out confetti every once in a while. It's just a good time. And there's Mardi Gras music playing the entire time. It's a gi- it's like a giant party. It's a giant party. Yeah. If you are going to be around for this parade, like say you have kids or yourself, there will be things thrown at you. So you have to like keep your eye head on the swivel because you will get hit with stuff potentially if you don't pay attention. So just know like there were some kids around, like babies just... Be keep your head on the swivel. If you don't want to mess with that, then don't even get close to it. I would say because people are throwing stuff from the from the parade. That's a good tip, but uh, yeah, it's a great time. But you know what's an even better time than catching the beads is throwing the beads. Well, it's always better to throw stuff. Yeah. What did we That's get true. to do? Well, we got to do. We got to be on the Mardi Gras float. So they opened it up to you could either do the. Dine, it's a Mardi Gras float ride and dine experience. We could pay to do this. It's like 85 75 or $85 a person. Yes, and that would secure you a spot to be on a float to uh, be a part of it. Yeah, But so, you also get dinner with that, which we weren't interested in doing. So we decided to just sign up as APs, which that went quickly. Yes, we tried to get the first night. Didn't get that. We need to get in the second night. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how many people per parade they get to do it. I didn't do a head count oh, in there. Probably about, I'd say almost 100 people. Oh, more than 100. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. more. Anyway, it was yeah. around, mm-hmm. we'll say 100 to 200. Okay. I think it was probably somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, so you basically, we got chosen and you get to get on the floats. Yeah, so they assign you a float. Uh, I, I guess they do it when you sign up. Or when you check in, I'm not sure. Um, but when you go on to the animals, animal actor stage, go around the corner, and then you get dressed. And you put on these, I don't even know what they're called. They're like, sh- not shawls. They were like, no, they were like shawls. But okay. they were like shiny New Orleans shawls. So we were <laughs> riverboat, which is the first float. Mm-hmm. And ours was gold. Yeah. Uh, so again, some floats had more people than others. And they separate you out into your teams, basically. Mm-hmm. So each... Uh, each boat, each river boat, or not what we were river boat, each float had its own coordinators. Yes. So yeah, you weren't just alone on the float, just just you and a bunch of APers. It was a, a, of some uh, team members as well. And they were yeah. kind of like your team leaders. They would, Yeah, they would tell you what to do and supervise you and all this like that. So yeah, we yeah. we had to get there. The parade started at 6.15. 15. 6.15. So we had to be back there uh, by the animal characters place by 4.30. Well, 4.30 to 5.00. They they gave the cutoff of five thirty five. Okay, and they're so like you, like you must go to the bathroom before five thirty five. They were very adamant about that. Very yeah. adamant. And there were some people who waited right until the five. Absolutely. To do that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, you basically go back there, and they, like I said, they put the, they dress you, put you on there, and then you're mm-hmm. just sitting in there waiting around, and then they'll come by and give you your spiel about you got to sign waivers, mm-hmm. basically saying if you get hurt, they're yes. not liable. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, they do that, and then. 
they they make it fun. They did a lot of uh, you know chanting, trying to get people you know excited and hyped up for it. And then when they take you, eventually walk like we walked backstage. Yep they they walk you across and you go backstage. Kind of um, where is that at? Over by Universal Horror Makeup Show is where the the floats come out. Yeah, but we alley. went backstage. We walked mm-hmm. over by the pizza company place. Behind a SpongeBob store. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't take any videos or or pictures back there, so we don't have any of that. Um, but uh, that's where they give you another safety spiel and then assign you to where you were standing on the float. And we were lucky enough, we got the top level. We did get the top level. I didn't think we were going to, because our float had two levels, yeah. So we yeah. ended up getting, it was what we wanted. We wanted the top level. We did. And it was funny, because so we're the first float, and Jared was actually the first person you would have seen on the first float of the parade on the top. It's like, hey, there's Jared and Jimmy. Yeah, so uh, our little, so some of the floats have a whole row. So ours was like one of the, we were the one of the last ones to get picked to go up top. There's like six of us. Ended up being mm-hmm. five. One person went down. But um, yeah, we were like in a little box. Yeah. Right at the front of the thing. So, yeah, we're the first people that uh, were throwing beads to people. Yep. Yeah. And these floats are legit. I guess they will design the floats based on the actual New Orleans floats. The same company builds them and everything. Yeah. And they actually, when you're going up top, you actually, it's not stairs. You climb a ladder. It's a rusty metal (laughs) ladder. It was a real ladder. (laughs) It was. Um, But, uh, yeah, they give you... I don't even know how many beads. Yeah, people ask us, so when beads. you get up there, they already have the beads set up on hooks. Mm-hmm. And each one, they have a little paper band around. I think each one I counted was 10 or 12 beads okay. per little strand thing wrapped. So you got... That's your, it? I would think it would be more than that. No, there went, each one I only had 12. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, it was gold, green, purple. Okay. I think there was all the colors. I think some floats would get pink, but ours didn't have pink. I think um, it was whatever colors your float was. It probably. Yeah. So we got up there and then they they told us, you know, ration out your beads. And they said, Jimmy Fallon is the halfway point. So if you have a way more beads left, you know, start throwing more. If you don't have many left, kind of ration them out. And then once you get to Optimus Prime over by Transformers, that's like three fourths of the way. So that was, they kind of give you those guide stones yeah. about what to do. Um, but yeah, so we, did that, and one of the guys in our little thing was actually from New Orleans. Nolans. So he had actually used to do like he was talking about. He would. He he's was, been on an. Yeah, he's been on an actual Mardi Gras float. So he was giving us all sorts of tips about. So he was like the. He was awesome. He was, was like, like, all right, guys, let's throw them out, get them out faster. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna. And he was like supplying the beads because he didn't really yes. care too much about throwing. He's like, I've thrown a Mardi Gras. He's like, he's just he just was up there like having he a good time. pictures yeah. and stuff. Uh, great. But yeah, so we get up there and so the parade started like basically right on time mm-hmm. so we could film and this will be in the vlog i did film the entire time up there i, I didn't i'm not gonna use all that footage because some of it was me throwing stuff but um <laughs> not the most steady cam footage but right. yeah once you get out of the backstage area you can then record and take pictures all you want you just couldn't do it backstage that's right. where they they basically have said it was a no-no right. um but yeah so once you get going Party's going, then you just, yeah, you're out there just throwing bees at people. And they told you to try and make eye contact with people. They're like, you know, don't throw it overhand. Mm-hmm. Throw it like, they said basically throw it like a Frisbee. Right. And toss it out. They don't want you like chucking at people. And they're, which, I mean, I kind of felt like some people you could kind of make eye contact with, but it was kind of impossible to really do that. It was hard. You could do it sometimes. Yeah. Some people were looking up. See, our float had a bottom level and a top level. Mm-hmm. So some people are looking down. Some people are looking up. And then, yeah. So you're just basically like, tossing it to people. And uh, yeah, it was it was a I I'm not gonna lie I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was it was one of the most fun things I've ever done at Universal. Oh, I would sure. agree. Yeah, I would love to be able to do that like again. Now you can only do it once per year. Right, you can't sign up for it now. I think if we did the float and dine, we could do it again. Well, I'm sure they would take your money and let you do it again. Right. Yeah. I think if you did that, you could do it again. But you can only sign up for one of the um, the pre sign up things that we did. The AP one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was awesome experience. I highly recommend it. And if anybody can do it, you should do it. If you're an AP holder, I guess. It, yeah, it was a great time. I, what was it? 20 minutes about the parade was roughly run. No, uh, let's see. We got back in there about, yeah, like 15, 15 out until seven. So it was about, about 30 minutes. Okay. 25, yeah. 30 minutes. It went by really quick. It did. And it was cool. And I'm not going to lie. My arm started like, <laughs> it's a motion you're not used to doing, like throwing a Frisbee. And all of a sudden I got like, cause I was really trying to get people like in the back. Like I'd see people like mm-hmm. holding their hands up and I was like, I was, you know, 
Of course, I made it to a game. I was like, I'm going to get people in the back that don't get the beats. That's right. And uh, I'm getting, I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm the person, I get the beats to the people. All right. I'm trying to get them to the people, the people that didn't get the front row spots. And then I was like, wow, my arm really hurts now. I'm like whipping these beads around and I'm going to hurt myself. But <laughs> I think I'm okay. But anyways. I, it's but all good. No, it was a lot of fun. I, if you can do it, I would uh, in, encourage you to do it. And if you want to see what it's like in a first person view, you can check out the vlog that we have coming out. Absolutely. That will uh, have a lot of footage from that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's talk about the concert series really quickly. Um, so like we said, they do a concert series every year with um, certain performers. And it. It, it it kind of varies like they're usually from like 80s 90s sometimes the 70s just depends on who they are and sometimes they're very current so like this year uh february 4th it was patty labelle then this friday of february 10th is jake saturday the 11th is goo dolls the 18th is Marin morris the 19th is willow the 25th is three doors down the March 4th is Sean Paul and then March 5th is Lauren Daigle. So they're all on the weekends. And then that's the last one. They don't have any more past March 5th and the, in the festival goes on until April 16th. So yeah. A little bit of a so you said Jake, you said this earlier Jake. and he's from where? So I first saw him on TikTok. No God, <laughs> no God, please. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's try. I just wanted He's, to make okay, sure that I heard listen, that correctly. Listen, he plays a piano, like any, and it's all like mostly piano and him singing. It's a very, he's a very good singer. You should check him out. I have tried to treat you all as adults, <laughs> but obviously I am the only adult here. Okay. I just want wow. to check. Um, wow. <laughs> on a serious you note. You don't even know. You have to You are listen. correct. I heard TikTok. That's all I heard. Um, no. So what's interesting is last year, there were a lot of concerts, like a yes. ton of people played. I think like twice as many. Yeah, I I think I probably figured out, well, this was my guess. I don't know this, but I'm assuming last year there weren't many artists that were touring yet because things were still coming out of COVID. And I'm guessing that's why they were able to get so many artists last year because none of them were doing anything. And I'm also guessing Universal has the music side to them as well. So they were probably able to leverage some of those to come in and do Mardi Gras was my guess. And then this year, probably a lot more people are out like touring and things like that. That's kind of my assumption. I don't know that though, but that's, that's my, that's my theory. Well, you maybe maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know, I don't know if we'll ever know. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about merchandise and the tribute store. So we actually visited the tribute store on Friday, the day before the official start of the festival. It wasn't supposed to be open. So well, they the did a preview the day before that. They did. They said officially so. the tribute store was supposed to open on the first day of Mardi Gras. And where is this tribute store now? Because it just moved. Yeah, it used to be over there by Jimmy Fallon, uh, over there right near the Mummy in that area. Then they moved because that area is actually going to be, which I'm really excited about, is going to become an Epic Universe preview center. That's the rumor. So I'm going to live the there. Mm -hmm. I will just, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. And then, so they moved this to where the AP lounge was over on Beverly Hills uh, Boulevard there. I don't know. What, what's the spot in next? Studio Styles is what it was called. Yeah. Um, but it's right next to that pharmacy. That's right. Right. Place. There's an ice cream place there. So mm -hmm. it, it has a, it'll say tribute store. Like it's easy to mm -hmm. see there, but that's where the AP lounge used to be. And then they turn that into the tribute store. Yep. And then the next two places, the Williams of Hollywood, and then I forgot what the one right next to it is. It's all tribute store. So there's three different sections mm -hmm. of the tribute store. Um, so the first section is supposed to be Ambassador Ballroom, which looks like like a club you would see from like the 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. an old tiny club. It reminds me of like, uh, I Love Lucy, like... Um, um, the Copacabana or whatever it was. Kind of, yeah. Whatever whatever that club was called. Anyway, so this is it's just full of merchandise, full of shirts and hats. Um, there's spirit jerseys. There's jackets. There's um, those little tumblers, those little Mardi Gras tumblers, and those tumbler holders, those little cup holder things mm -hmm. where you can put it on your arm. Those are popular. I saw a lot of people wearing those. Um, so you have those, all that merchandise there. Then you move into the second room, and it's like an alleyway in New Orleans. Well, it's kind of, 
I know from playing some uh, games and seeing some movies, there's some old, really old cemeteries that are part of New Orleans that I think are become part of Mardi Gras. Okay. I think it was supposed to be kind of like that. Like I saw some stuff that looks sort of like a how those look. So I think it's like oh. a back alley New Orleans cemetery type thing. It was very dark. It was very dark, and there are a lot of skulls. Cemetery vibe, <laughs> right? If you will, right? Um, but again, more more of the same, like decals, and there's keychains, and I mean, pretty much anything you can you can you can want. And then the what was the password? We had to have a password to get in the third room. King Gator. King Gator. That's yeah. what it was. Well, because the third room was a speakeasy. It was. It was called Brass and Brimstone. And yeah, it was set up. There was like a bar to the side where um, there's just alcohol ball, bo- bottle sitting over there. But if you look closely, there's people's faces on it. And they're like, who are these people? Turns out you could purchase one and ha- put your face on it. And they'll but take it over there. you purchase it to take home with you. You just made oh. this purchase that your face showed up on a bottle of alcohol in this beat. I don't know. So they did that with the other the other tribute stores where you could put like a uh, like different things, like plaques on the walls or whatever. Right. So it's just, it, they do it every year. It's I'd be willing different. to do it if I could take that bottle home. The bottle. Maybe they give you a souvenir bottle to take home. It's possible. Um, and then um, this is also where you can get some annual pass holder stuff. Um, this is the only part I saw in the tribute store where you could get that. Um, that's where I found one of my shirts. They had some pass holder stuff throughout. But it's sprinkled. So, but it, it was sprinkled. It wasn't yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then they actually had a real piano in there. They did. I only know that because I started playing it a little bit. You did. And Jamie got embarrassed. I, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and then the last room, which is where you would check out, was had like a fireplace. It almost looked like a living room. I don't know what it's supposed to be themed <laughs> out, but it's also where they had the treats. The, it, part of the tribute store, they have like a section with like foods and treats. They had a lot of cookie dough balls. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. lot. Um, s'mores, cake pops, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, that was basically it. And then you, you just left. It was the smallest of the tribute stores because it was a different location. I get it. But it was definitely the smallest of the ones I've seen. Yeah, it was Yeah, much smaller, but yeah, still themed really well. Yeah. Jared doesn't really have much to say when it comes to stuff you can buy. I'm not a big merchandise person, so I don't know. <laughs> Jamie Jamie bought a few things on this trip, and I'm typically... Like, my thing is, we ma- we have our own apparel line, so I'm not really... I mean, every once in a while, I'll get a shirt of something. Oh, I got it. was a, the annual passholder one. That's why yeah, I got it. Like, we, I've gotten an, I've gotten an AP, like, the Freestyle Cups before mm-hmm. and things like that. But mm-hmm. it, for the most part, listen, I know my roles on things. Merchandise is not my strong suit. It's okay. People aren't tuning it's in for right. Jared's merchandise reviews. It'd be like they had some cups and some shirts. Mm-hmm. They they had a price tag on them, and that was kind of it. So, did you notice that some of the merchandise that had Universal Mardi Gras on it was not dated? Yeah, we talked about it because we were wondering about the souvenir cups that we got. If you could use them, say like next year, and my assumption mm-hmm. would be yes, unless they drastically change it because I think it's the same logo as last year. I well, okay, that's the thing. There are some stuff that was from last year that that appeared. Yeah. And I was Which like, I remember that. From it's last pretty year. smart because if uh-huh. you, ha- at, you know, you Disney has this problem where they have over, they, you know, they date, they have dated merchandise. Which a lot mm-hmm. of people don't really like dated merchandise. And I, actually, I personally do. I, I don't really like dated stuff much. So if you don't date it, you could just use it the next year, and you can still right. come up with new stuff. But you could just have a little bit of overflow. I like it. I like though it's dated because I'm mean, like, oh, remember that year when I was there? Like it's just it's a souvenir. It's for you. Who cares if it says 2023? That's just my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, and then also, we did pick up an AP magnet over at uh, Five and Dime. That was free. You just had to pick it up during the day. Um, and then one thing that was missing this year that they had last year was the crew crawl. Do you remember that? I re- vaguely remember this, yeah. Right. It was like a. It was like some kind of, what was it, like a skull display or something? Uh. I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't, I, like I said, I remember the name. I don't really remember the specifics on it. But it was like a scavenger hunt kind of thing. You had to go around to different like shops around yeah. and, and, and pick it out. And I don't think many people did it last year because I, I didn't hear many so. people talking about it. Yeah, but they didn't have that last year. Um, but one thing I did want to mention that uh, about the the food and uh, the food booth that we did is we did get the food and beverage card. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, because this actually is a really, uh, it's a good bargain i suppose you could say because the one thing if you look at these prices on the food booths and everything they are more expensive 
for the most part versus say Disney. But like we talked about, for the, for the most part as well, you're usually getting more food. Not always, but usually. Mm-hmm. So the pricing structure is a little bit different. They have the souvenir cups and things like that. But you can get these this food and beverage card, and you can actually save some money. So they have two different ones you can get. So if you spend $65, and it's essentially a gift card. It's based, yes. So last year it was a card where you actually had, you could get like 10 items. So each booth you'd go to, they would just, I want an item, and it didn't matter what price it was. So they've restructured it to where... It's a, it's, they're calling it a food and beverage card, but it's just a gift card you can use anywhere for anything. Yeah. But so if you spend $65 for a card, you get a $75 gift card. So you get 10 free dollars mm-hmm. basically. Now, if you're an AP, you can get a $150 food and beverage card for $120. Mm-hmm. So we did that. But the thing that even makes it a better deal is at each booth, you also can get an AP discount. So when you order your food, you show them the easel, scan your card, you get, and for the most part, we were getting one to $2 off per booth mm-hmm. plus using the food and beverage card. So it's good. Even if it says $9, you probably paint eight. And mm-hmm. so you're actually saving a qu- little bit, you know, actually quite a bit of money that way doing that. If you're wanting to go around and try all the foods. Yeah. So uh, the thing about that is there's no limit to how many you can buy. So you can buy more. They don't expire. And they, like I said, they function like a real gift card. Because last year with that other card option, they ran into some problems this year because you could bring them back, but people were having, there were some inconsistencies on how Universal was honoring those. They were letting you honor it, but it was kind of, we heard differing stories. So yeah, last year, I I don't remember what the smaller one was, but we bought the one where you bought 12, but you got 15 redemptions. No, we couldn't get that one. That was for premieres only. Oh, okay. Did we get the seventy-five one yes, then? Yes, we got oh, the seventy-five dollar okay. one. Okay, so um, but that that bigger one, you would get like fifteen redemptions if you bought twelve, and it was one hundred twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Basically, it came out to about ten dollars per redemption. So what they did was they took the old redemption cards. If you brought it to guest relations, they would just give you like if you had three redemptions left, they would just give you a thirty dollar gift card. Yeah. And that's how they handled it this yeah. year. Um, I think I think they lost money on it last year. Well, it depends on what you got. So again, it's it's one item per booth. So you went to the booth, and there's some items there that are twelve dollars, thirteen dollars, and some items that are seven dollars. Right. So it just was totally dependent. Or you could use it for drinks as well. So you could go in there, and I think they may have not made as much because you could use it for the drinks. Right. Because you could go in there, and you know some of those drinks are twelve dollars, fourteen, fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can get really the value there. So they changed it this way which i'm sure they did that because yeah they're probably money. yeah i'm sure but <laughs> yeah i kind of preferred it last year but again the food and beverage card it's a pretty good deal i mean you're getting 33 dollars plus i'd say if you're doing 10 booths you're going to save an extra at least a dollar per booth if not more so you're probably saving yourself 40 dollars with an ap in that card if mm-hmm. you if you used it all up so yeah yeah decent yeah. decent deal i mean you know listen theme parks aren't cheap and eating at food festivals is never cheap, whether it's Epcot or Universal. So any money you can save is nice. And I like that they do this because, you know, Disney doesn't do anything like this. And I doubt they ever will anytime soon. They may, they well, used to have a tasting sampler. They used to, they yeah. They don't do that anymore. But Universal is trying to establish theirs. And they're trying, you know, this is one way they can get people to come and try stuff maybe. So it's, you know, I think it's a, it's a good little thing you can do to save a little extra money. Absolutely. And uh, if you want to try some other different kinds of food that are not at the parks, that are Mardi Gras themed, you will find some at the hotels. Not a lot, but they do have some options that are themed to Mardi Gras. So just FYI on that. But Okay. Um, is there anything we forgot to share about this festival? Because, I mean, that's pretty much everything. The food, the parade, the concert. I don't... The merchandise? I I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't think so. I think we covered it all pretty well. I mean, again, there was... We only got to about half the booths. Um, Oh, not even, yeah. So, I mean, if you were going to eat at all these booths, you're going to easily spend a couple hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know outside of, you know, you're doing something or we're doing reviewing stuff for, you know, content and things like that. I don't know how many people really want to do that. So, I would probably say take a look at the menus they don't, mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say, they don't have, like when you get to Epcot, they have that passport guide that will tell you all the stuff in there. They don't really have that in a guide form, so you have to go onto the app to look at it right. or the website. But go take a look there, see what sounds good, and just do that. I wouldn't necessarily try and hit all of these. But, again, some of these are hit and miss. Now, I will say overall, I guess I could, you know, I could ask you, what did you think how it was this year compared to last year? Um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like... 
I feel like it's not as complete this year only because like they're they don't have as many street performing performing they did have the band out the band was playing a couple times and there were some stilt walkers but i feel like we saw more out and about during the day well it was really windy though maybe that was the reason it and was really it was like windy. so they admit the stilt walkers were out intermittently so it yeah. may have been part of it maybe that was part of it but you know they're missing the crew crawl, crawl and there was like a big sign that was missing. I don't know if it was just because it was the beginning of the festival and they're still prepping, getting ready for it and everything. What, I don't know. What sign are you talking about? The big sign and the, when you first walk into oh, the park. it was their Sunday. The big circle sign? Yeah, it was their Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. They just didn't put up the first they day. They just haven't there on Saturday. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a wonderfully fun festival. And I, well, I guess I should ask more specifically, how did you think the food was this year compared to last oh, year? Oh, um, better. I agree. I, I think better. last year there were some booths that were downright terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I'm talking almost unedible. And yep. then some were like, the, like they moved some around. So last year, the Germany booth that they had um, had the schnitzel, but they also had like a, a bratwurst that was pretty good. But it, it mm-hmm. was really dependent on which ones you got. I felt like this year things were much more consistent. I think I feel like they're getting better on the food side. They're still... They still have some work to do. Obviously, we talked about on the, on the speed of getting the food out to you and things like that. But I feel like overall, it is getting better. Yeah. So I think it was more consistent. Uh, it was. A, I, I had a lot of fun. I thought the weather was great, and it was a good atmosphere, and yeah, I had a good time. And I, I'm really looking forward to hopefully this continues to build and get better, and you know, they compete with Epcot's festivals and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think that is all we wanted to say about the Mardi Gras Festival at Universal. Um, we're going to, we have a, like Jared said, we have a big vlog coming out. Actually, we have two because we couldn't fit all into one. I think we're going to split up and just do one that's all the food mm-hmm. and then one that is going to be the tribute store and then the parade from the onlooking standpoint and then the parade from the first person viewpoint that we had. So I think that's how, because mm-hmm. if we put it all together at this point, it's almost like an hour long video. Ooh. And I don't really think people want to watch like an hour long vlog. Right. Some people probably would, but I would sp- split those up. So. Okay. Um, so look for that on our YouTube channel, Capture the Magic, and uh, subscribe to that if you wouldn't mind. And also catch our other shows on the network. We've got the CTM main podcast on Thursdays with Jared and I, and that's all about Disney news. And we usually have a topic we talk about. And uh, we also have Outside the Bubble, which is what we talk about a something outside of Disney and Universal, um, like... We did like Peppa Pig Park one time. We've done stuff in International Drive, stuff like that. And that's once a month on Mondays. And then I also have Trip Tales, which I do twice a month on Mondays as well. And I have a guest on, talks about their most recent Disney and or Universal vacation. And my next one will be coming out on Monday. So look for that one. And if you want to be a guest on Trip Tales, you can go to ctmtriptales.com and uh, fill out the form and I will I will give it a look-see. So um, also we're on social media, so connect us, connect to us there. Facebook, we're Capture the Magic Community. We're also on uh, Instagram, Cap the Magic. And then uh, TikTok, we're Capture the Magic. And we're also on Twitter, but, you know, it's, I think it's Capture the Magic, right? No, Twitter. it's Cap the Magic. Oh, it's now. also Cap the Magic? Great. Um, but yeah, so we're everywhere. So just find us and follow us or sign up with us or subscribe. <laughs> That's basically what I want to say. <laughs> okay anything i forgot to mention Uh, i I do not i don't think so okay all right well thank you everybody for uh listening or watching today and thank you jared for uh for joining me and myself and i you're welcome and thank you thank you and that soundboard is really cool now i i think it's very nice yeah we'll see how it sounds after this but yeah it's and again if it doesn't sound great tonight or today uh it will it will be improved upon so we'll, we'll we'll work out the kinks All right. And thanks, everybody. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.